My name's Austin, and this is Dungeons & Drake on Beams. Previously on Dungeons & Drake and Beams, Ricky's Buns of Bakery had stood in Ocean Grove for years, serving the finest cinnamon buns in the area. But playing back the security feeds for April 22nd, there was quite a show. Grant, an employee in relation of the owner, was working a shift with Bart, another part-time employee, their friend Chad hanging out, when the door opens and in pour several men, boys really. Colloquially known as the Bright Devils, a security camera, as they always do, catches a small, distant, cold, disconnected version of the brawl that happens before them. The Devils rush into combat, Grant and Bart throwing down, Chad hopelessly overwhelmed but trying his best, and as punches are thrown, the door opens again, the welcoming chime dissonant as the football player Cameron throws himself into the fight, followed by an uncoordinated and unfamiliar team. There's pockets of skirmishing until attention turns to Grant, and leaning in close to the small screen, you could just see as he pulls a knife out of her body, dripping with blood, and licks it. That seems to be enough for the gang, and when the door opens again, a few members on the edge of the fray turn and exit. There's shouting, there's confusion, and just as suddenly as it began, the room clears out, and there's a couple of bodies laid out. The edge of the camera just captures Bart about to jump the gang leader Charles, until Charles pulls a gun and backs out of sight. Fast forwarding through the rest of the tape, scenes play out in high speed. Teens helping up Chad, the girl and the unknown boy leaning over an unconscious man, EMTs bursting into the lobby of the bakery and then wheeling out this unconscious man, police jumping from table to table asking questions and taking notes. Grant's mother shows up eventually, everybody cleans in high speed, and then the unknown teen disappears into the bathroom for quite a while. Everyone eventually trickles out until only Grant and his mom are left. Skip two, Emma organizing dirty laundry into her suitcase on what has been one of the more disastrous vacations. Who knew it was hurricane season in the Bahamas? Add that to spilling her margarita down her favorite blouse and the fish the other night that did not sit well, this vacation was chalking up to be a total loss. Her attention is pulled from the clothes as she listens to her husband speak with their son about how this strange dog broke into their neighbor's house. Nancy had called and left this very weird message. Ah, <sighs> whatever. Apparently this dog had caused some real damage, but, you know, hearing her husband's responses, she infers Zach barely saw anything. Typical teens can't see past their phone screens. As the call wraps up, she calls out an I love you and chuckles as her gruff husband repeats it and then stumbles over his own affections for their son. Her attention strays again as she vaguely imagines what kind of disaster they're going to walk in on when they get home. Back in Ocean Grove, the sun sets and rises on the town as they bustle over their daily business. A seemingly unremarkable day passes as people commute to work, students file into the school, and life goes on. Grant works at the bakery after his expulsion. Examilly works on the camera system in Zach's treehouse. Zach, Savannah, and Cameron attend school. Despite the chaos that has recently been dumped into their lives and left for them to sort out, they still have to live. At least, they do until they have to meet up after school. They fly, climb, and walk to the top floor of Pacific Towers, and the somber bunch has never looked less like the heroes that you see in comic books. Their discussions open with Grant informing them that Chad and Bart need to be let in. They're not going to stand aside any longer and watch what goes on. Charles needs to be dealt with one way or another, and there's no agreement on what that means. They have to meet with some mysterious bunch that Zach made contact with the other night, any of these monumental tasks would be overwhelming, and they must juggle them all. They wish they could just press pause on anything here. And so they do, on Charles. Grant calls his mom and informs her that he'll be hiding out for a little while. 
She gets upset and tells him that he has to go to relatives in Washington, and he tells her that he loves her and hangs up. And that is where we are now. Let's do it. My name is Savannah. My name is Zach. My name is Reese. My name is Grant. My name's Cameron. Do you believe in aliens? Because they're real. They could be anyone. Your neighbor. Your teacher. Your best friend. Your parents. They're called the Yerks. The Yerks. Yerks. The Yerks. Yerks. They take over your mind, your body. They, they crawl inside your brain. Take over your entire life. And guess who's going to stop them? Us? Is it Us. Us. Yeah. Five idiot teenagers with the power to turn into any animal we can touch. Against aliens? That's insane. It's crazy. We're gonna save everyone? We're gonna save everyone. Yeah. Even you. Savannah. You stare out the window of your penthouse at Pacific Towers. You notice the moon, and it's not quite full, but it looks bigger than normal, and it's out pretty early. Uh, you hear a couple clatters of hooves behind you. Your moon seems to be almost at its parent. Fascinating. Yes. Some believe that the way the moon's gravitational pull shifts the tides and can also affect one's general composure. Some humans believe this is uh, the cause of others acting irrationally. Do you believe the moons have power over creatures so far away, Savannah? I mean, if you're talking about, like, the full moon, werewolves, that kind of thing. Not really, but certainly the moon does have effect on the earth with gravity and so on, so it makes sense that there would be some correlation. Yes, if it, if it can affect the oceans from that far away, who's to say what it can and cannot affect? I believe that we should consider every possibility. The moon tides, I do not know if they can affect one's feelings, but I know feelings can travel a vast distance and cause great pain and destruction, or give hope in the darkest times. Are you trying to tell me something in particular, Axe No. Not really. All right. Maybe just getting thoughts out that are in my head. Well, I guess that seems possible. And as a creature that uses thought speak regularly, you would know more about traveling feelings. It is illogical, but even Andalites can act on feelings sometimes. I want to end the Yerks because of my hate for Visitor 3. 
want to fight by, you're all sad because of the love of my brother. Yet, I cannot, I cannot because I do not want to feel disgraced for my people. The feelings motivate this, so maybe if I'm in, if I'm trying to say anything, it's just to give a warning, I guess. And he, you see his stock eyes look towards the moon as his main eyes are focused on you, and he says, uh, Maybe we should be extra perceptive on the night when the moon will cause humans to act strange. I guess enough humans believe that a full moon causes them to act strangely. You're correct, we should be. As he says that, you see a, um, a vulture fly past the window, head north. It's actually a, a golden eagle, but... Okay. Um, and as you see that, Cameron enters the room. Zachy looks at you. He says, Grant's taken heat with his mom. He was upset with what he decided to do and said he was going to head to the cabin now to to be safe and we can fill him in on everything later. Zach, you might need to talk with him. Yeah, I guess. I, he just bailed on the middle of the meeting? Yeah, he seemed really upset. Alright, yeah, I'll I'll give him a call later. He's gonna need time to settle down. He holds up Grant's phone. He says, anyways, uh, Bart texted him right before he left. He's about to be here. Uh, Maxman, you might want to be a different species when he walks in. And then you see Axe begin to morph. Uh, I'm going to look around and, and at Cameron and Max and Savannah and go, I still don't know what we're going to do with these guys. I want to lead that conversation. Yeah, fine. Take point. All right. What is your plan, though? My plan is that we have to give them something to do. And I think that we could, with Axe Millie's help, get them to confuse the Yerks, maybe. We'll try a few different things. Okay. You got it. A little while later, you guys hear a buzz from the intercom below. Savannah, if you check its part, he's just buzzing to be able to be led up to your office. Yeah, I'll check it, and I will let him in. Uh, about a minute later, you hear the elevator bell ding, and out walks this short kid with shaggy red hair. Uh, he has this scowl on his face, and one of his eyes is swollen. Uh, he has a band-aid covering cuts. Um, that isn't swollen, glistens blue, and like... Uh, a sea of red where his blood vessels have bursted on the inside. He just kind of ashamedly, uh, with the scowl still, nods at everybody as he enters. Savannah will offer to sit, like, a place to sit down, like on the couches where they can all talk in a circle-ish. He, uh, he'll, he'll sit down and he kind of looks around. No Grant? No Grant? Yeah, it's somewhere he had to be. I thought he was Ross' leader. Bart kind of leans forward. Savannah is going to be interestedly looking at what Zach says. Zach just kind of chuckles and shakes his head. Uh, Cameron will kind of like rock back and forth on his feet awkwardly and say, So, how 
does everybody do it? I'm going to turn the TV on. Cool, TV comes on. Uh, you guys see Matt uh, accidentally walk over and just start staring at the TV. What's on? I'm going to assume that uh, Savannah's parents have every possible channel yep. and streaming service and whatever. So he puts it on the, the Bob Ross exclusive channel, which exists. I watch it all the time. Uh, it's just wall-to-wall Bob Ross. So he puts that on. Magnificent. 20 minutes later, you guys hear the buzzer again. And uh, Savannah, as you look, you see Chad, and he's got a Big Zoe's pizza box in his hand. I will buzz him in. And then as he's coming up, I'll be like, Aximili. Like, quietly to Aximili, hopefully on the side, like, try not to freak out over the pizza. It's pretty good, though. What is pizza? And a minute later, you're bing! And Chad enters the penthouse. When he does, he he's smiling, and he's also got a swollen eye, um, and he's limping a little bit, but he, he raises up the pizza box and puts it on a counter. Um, Zach's going to kind of intercept Max on the way to the pizza and go, just wait till everybody else has gotten some. Yes, is this mission imperative? Um, because... Yes. Okay. Zach's going to grab a slice and kind of look at it and see if he sees chili oil. But Roll me a perception check as you open the box. And uh, as you open it, Chad says, uh, I brought this because I know Reese loved this place. And I thought it would be nice to have have one in his honor. So I even got a quarter of the pizza uh, just veggies for you, Savannah. Thanks. And she's going to be very weirded out by this. Yeah, I got a 15 on perception. Looking at, at all these different um, these different slices and trying to tell which one is chili, has chili oil. It's it's very hard to tell. Um, yeah. Because this pizza is just, just so It feels like greasy. a puddle What's of it. the DC on pizza chili oil <laughs> checks? <laughs> but you do see just the uh, glimmer of difference in the oils. Cool. I'm going to grab a different one. Okay. So, <laughs> Cameron walks up and grabs one. With, with pizza in hand, Zach will then go to where he knows Savannah's plates are and take out like a stack of plates and put them on the counter for everybody to use. And then go sit down. Bart will also grab one. But... I'm just, Savannah's not going to grab one. She's just waiting for everybody else to. And then Chad grabs a slice. So that means everybody. Uh, they just rolled a D8. This is a, a spicy chili mechanic. Yeah. Spicy you know, chili your favorite, mechanic. Your favorite D&D mechanic. This is when the you spicy get the, chili mechanic. When you get the D&DB guide on how to play the game, there's a whole section on spicy pizza. <laughs> so there's two pieces left, and they're both vegetarian. And Max looks at you, Zach. And looks back to the pizza, and then looks to Savannah, and looks back to the pizza. Zach is going to hold up one finger and go, get one. Uh, he walks past Savannah with his eyes on her the whole time, and then looks to the pizza and grabs one of them. I am going to let Aximili grab as many as he likes. Well, he only grabs one because Zach told him one, and uh, he's just looking as like everybody's 
about to start eating. Well, Zach's halfway through his. He didn't wait. Yeah, Cameron's digging in, and once Max sees that, he's going to bite into his. Second later, his eyes go wide. This is delicious. And he looks at the other uh, other two pizzas. Savannah! And he, he stuffs the whole pizza in his mouth. May I? Go for it, Max. And uh, as he does, Cameron like looks at him and he jumps forward too. So they're going to do opposed dexterity checks. Mm-hmm. Snatch a slice of pizza. Yeah. I love this. Cameron jumps forward and you guys see Max just put an arm out, kind of stiff arm him and Cameron like falls into the side of the counter and uh, Max gets another pizza and uh, he quickly shoves that in his mouth and there's one left veggie. Savannah's not going to take it. Like, it's she's not doing it. Like, <laughs> well, it just sits there and, like, they just, uh, Cameron looks back and forth to everybody and he just leans on the counter. Everyone's too polite to take Savannah's slice of pizza. So, no, Savannah, like, once she sees Cameron there doing that, Savannah will, like, look at Cameron and just kind of be like, go for it. Like you don't want it? No, it's yours. It's because they put the meat on the pizza. The, the chili oil thing. I don't want that. Should, no, no way. And he picks up the pizza and bites into it, and you see his eyes go wide. You're right. And he runs to the bathroom, <laughs> but on the way to the bathroom, he's shoving the pizza into his mouth. He does eat all of it. Yeah. Yeah, he's not wasting he it. He hates it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, five more minutes of awkward silence as Cameron washes his mouth out, trying to get the, the uh, chili oil off and, you know, recompose himself. He comes back in with tears in his eyes. So, meeting or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, Savannah. So Savannah is going to kind of take the seat closest or in between where Bart and Chad are. She's going to kind of sit as close to them, like as she can, evenly and kind of be looking between the two of them as she's talking this through. And uh, she's going to say, so congratulations, you have forced your way onto this team, which is what you wanted. Now, to get you to understand the gravity of the situation as you sit here already, with black eyes and bruises and part of this fight. And we sit here, fine. I need you to understand why we've been trying to keep you out of this. And I know specifically that Grant told you that it was me that was trying to keep you out of this or you inferred it from our conversation. It was not to be mean. And it was not because I am a mean person, though that may be true. It's because we are trying to protect you. You cannot heal from this. And even the people that can might not come back. You know that Reese was killed because he rushed into an impossible situation. It was a slaughter. It was not a fight. We can't have you guys doing that. But you guess you're on the team now. So let's try to come to some sort of understanding here. You guys cannot rush into things without telling us. 
and you can't rush into a fight that you can't get out of. You have to understand that without the morphing technology, you two cannot be in direct contact with the enemy. We can't allow you to be captured. We will put your lives above ours because we have the potential of getting out. You don't. And if you get captured, then they know everything about us. This is the only asset we really have other than morphing, is that they don't know that we're human, and you guys cannot ruin this for us. So, we're gonna trust you a little bit. We're gonna give you a little bit of help to try and confuse them. Aximili already agreed. I'm sure you've guessed Aximili might be a little more specialized than you originally thought. He already agreed to help you out. He's going to be much better at technology than both of you, and you guys need to listen to him. Can you do that? Chad immediately, like, he'll, he'll nod his head. He looks a little bit more eager, and he, like, is leaning forward now. Bart, uh, still scowl, he'll gently nod, like, just once. He'll just let you keep going. Alright. Now, I also don't want you guys to tell me things. I don't want to know where you two live. I don't want to know who your families are. I don't want any information that could put you or your loved ones in trouble. So don't tell me. And respect that when I don't tell you things, it's because I'm trying not to get you in trouble. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Chad and I. I don't don't want my family involved either. Or just again, gives you a nod. Alright. Will you two agree to take orders and to listen to any member of this team? Yeah. Chad says it. I want to help him. Yes. Bart, he like, uh, looks to Cameron first, and then looks to, uh, Aximili, then to Zach, and then back to you, and he'll come on again and say, yes. Okay. Then Max, will you kindly help them with their first project? And I think, if I may suggest one, it's going to be about the Yurk ability to trace things. I think our friends here need a big crash course in how to not be detected first. The easiest way to not be detected wipes uh, tomato sauce from his face and then licks it off his hand mm. is to simply not use your technology. I can make it to where it is a it is a little bit harder for them to detect. You need to not use your technology near your near any of the Yerk entrances to the Yerk pool, um, or near any of their strongholds. Uh, it is best to use it as far away as, as you can. Um, he, he looks back to you, Savannah. Would you like me to give them a list of things that they need to to gather in order to enhance their devices? That would probably be for the best, a good starting point. Yes, I will, I will put this together for them. Uh, he looks back. And then he pauses for a second and, and looks to you, Savannah. He'll say, this one, 
who he, he like looks to Chad. He has a pretty good knowledge of Earth technology. Yes, he does. Is he looks back to Chad and he says, "Do you know of anything that can transmit a signal further than your than these devices, your cell phones?" He Chad does think for a second and then he says, um, "Maybe the observatory. They they do have a digital telescope. We can send signals out if you can get access to it." It's, it sends them far, far enough away to locate other galaxies. And, uh... Aximilia looks back to you, Savannah, and you see his eyes almost smile the way they do when he's in his Android form. And he says, this should work, coupled with the, uh, the item. There's no way to know how long the connection will hold, but it should be able to transmit what I need it to. This, this, the Yerks may be able to detect this, so we would either need to vacate immediately, and he looks, or he looks back to Chad and Bart, or maybe if our uh, two new allies can come through with their lists, maybe we'll have, we can have a little bit more time. We should try to set up for both. We should see what's on the list and see how fast we can come up with this. Yeah, we'll do that. Give us the best chance for you to reach your people, but also give us the best chance to get out of there before the Yurks show up. Once um, once it comes to it, we'll go with you. We'll provide backup. I believe that that is a good idea, but I should talk to my people without you. You have my word that I will... And on my brother's honor that I will do what I can to get them to help. Savannah's going to kind of look at Bart and Chad while Aximili is saying this and be like, we can discuss the specifics a little later. Uh, you see Chad's eyes are wide and he's like, as he's putting it together based on everything, like he's excited. But Bart, stone face still like. I need to know some thoughts from you guys. What are you thinking right now? Zach, can I roll an insight? I really want to. I was going to ask to roll an insight as well. Get some yeah. get some intel here. I got a 14. Nine. Ugh. With a plus three. Bad roll. Yeah. Savannah, like, as you're putting your thoughts together, it's, it's kind of hard when Bart's not really trying to give a reaction for you to get anything from him. But you, Chad, as far as Chad goes, you, he seems ready to help. Um, and aware of the danger, too. Like, as you were talking, hit, you, their facial expressions change. As you mentioned the Reese thing, they get sad. And you not wanting them to get hurt. Well, not they, Chad. Yeah, so, like, you get that from Chad. He, he is, like, genuinely taking in what you're saying. And when he responds, it's, it's genuine, too. Zach, I've, you've kind of been studying Bart as he's been doing this. 
from past conversations and stuff that Grant has told you and how he's kind of reaction, you're kind of getting a beat on, on how Bart reacts to situations and he's, uh, maybe you should keep your eye on him, but he seems to be, uh, agreeing with Savannah, whether that is, whether he's got ulterior motives is yet to be seen, but at least for now, he is like agreeing with Savannah and going along with all this. And it seems like he's doing what he has to do to to be in this fight. Okay. And as you ask for their thoughts, Chad, he he gives you that in his, like, and what he says back, he, he tells you, uh, I don't want to get hurt and I don't want my family to get hurt. I will do what I can. <laughs> and he kind of laughs. No worries about getting near any of the battles. That's not for me. I've had enough. He kind of rubs his eye. Bart, he'll sigh, and um, as he's been like kind of leaning forward, he'll sit back in the chair and say, I saw what they did to Reese, and I want to get him back. I see what my brother won't admit anything's going wrong with the police station, but I've gotten, I've gotten some hints that maybe they've already infiltrated them. I don't know. where. I don't know where else to turn. I just want to not be helpless. We don't want you to be helpless, but we don't want you to get hurt either. Savannah, this doesn't feel good to me. These bruises. I don't want to get hurt either. But I don't want to just sit on the sidelines. And if that's what you're trying to achieve here, then I'm for it. That is exactly what we're trying to achieve here, is a way to get you as safely as we can into the battle. But I really have to stress to you that we're going to have to keep you guys further insulated from it than we will get because of the advantages that we have. There's a whole extra layer to this that we need to really think about, too. If you guys get captured, everything is over. That's the other reason you got to stay out of everything. That's why we haven't been wanting you to be part of anything. So, going around any anything even if it's not a fight it's still too big of a risk you've got to stay away from everything as much as possible chad seems a little confused at that and, and bard is kind of kind of shakes his head and he says if we have to stay away from everything how are we going to help right now with the list that max is going to give you it's going to be tough. I, I don't I don't have a great answer. But you don't have the tools that we have. Savannah at that point is just going to sigh. She's uh she, you get like the impression that she is giving away more of her hand than she really specifically would like to in this scenario and she goes it's not keeping you away from everything. It's keeping you away from the yerks specifically, but you will be helping 
you will be working on technology that will help us get information and potentially working on weaponry that could help us in battle if it cannot be detected and traced back to us. That is where Aximili is going to come in. Chad says, I, I want to, yeah, I want to do everything I can to help. Especially if that's not going anywhere near those things. Bart kind of leans back in the chair again and just, he does give a little bit of a huff, but he nods. And at the huff, Savannah's going to look at him and say, you have to let us protect you. Give me a persuasion check and then an insight check. Persuasion <laughs> nine crit on that insight. <laughs> He's saying that to appease you. Um, He's saying okay to appease you and to like let you still be in this in this group. But with the twenty, with the insight check, you you feel like Bart will if he sees that moment still he's gonna act irrationally and. But that's something you kind of already, you know, have been thinking about him. So this just kind of confirms it, like, in, in Savannah's head. That that doesn't necessarily mean that he won't, like, play his part to help. But if he sees the chance to do something more, he may. Yeah. And I'm guessing that there's, at this point, really nothing more Savannah can say to convince him otherwise. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Uh, his his mind does seem pretty made up, but that doesn't mean that he's he's he can't be swayed. I think then at this point, Savannah is going to note that, and she's not going to say anything more in front of the group. Cameron kind of steps forward and says, "Let's test them." Zach will just look at Cameron and like raise an eyebrow. Folds his arms. Both of you. Ten push-ups. Just stares at him. They stare back at him. Cameron like unfolds his arms and leans down. He says, Ten push-ups! Chad jumps off his seat and starts doing push-ups and Bart looks at him and just like gives him like a, a scowl and he says, You have to listen to every member on this team. Bart sighs, gets down on the ground, and <laughs> and then Cameron looks over. Good. Savannah's just like head in hand, like. <laughs> By the way, nice form. Chad looks at Bart and scowls back at him. Is Bart half-assing these push-ups? <laughs> no, he's doing them. He Cameron's just giving him shit. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Good old Cameron. <laughs> Cameron. After the push-ups, they sit back in their seats. Okay. Zach is taking a, a long pause to try to gather how he wants to say this, but finally just kind of gives up and goes, questions? Yeah. And Chad... Like he'll look at Aximilian and just start. They'll they'll go o start to go over like what do you need and like how and like just do a bunch of some technological talk. Zach, you understand it. Savannah, you you know some stuff about the other. Cameron doesn't even pay attention. 
I'm going to interrupt Chad when he gets started and be like, uh, less specific questions. General questions. Uh, yeah, um, who's, who's, what happened the other night? What happened the other night at the Chapman's? Oh, there was all I kinds no of idea. cops. Like, give me a deception check. A nine. Damn. With a ten, he beats me. <laughs> okay. And he, he just looks at you and nods. I got it. Okay, there was like a bunch of cops, and the neighbor across the street like called my dad and said that there was a dog that broke into the house. Hey, hey, Chad puts his hand up. No need, man. If you don't want to tell us... That's the you that's don't what gotta happened. tell us. I don't I don't know anything else. Bart'll say when when do we start? You're now. You're here. You have started. Alright, well let's get that list. Okay. Um I will sit down with uh, Max and, and Chad and Bart just because there's more technological technological knowledge and try to help like figure out where to get some of these things that Chad may not know or whatever. Just to help. Cameron will go back to watching whatever's on the TV. <laughs> Bob Ross. Bob Ross, yeah. Um, this dude's amazing. He is fantastic. So Zach's going like, gonna to keep a watch on Cameron. Um, and if at any point, like Cameron gets up to like get a snack and like kind of leaves the room a little bit, Zach is going to get up very casually and go to him. We need to follow these guys around. We're going to have to keep a watch on them. I'm going to be trying to do some of that, but we all need to be involved. I'll talk to Van about it later. But when they leave, I want you and a bird more following them. For sure. Okay. Act cash. And then <laughs> he goes back to the meeting. Like holding holding a soda or something so it looks like he got up, you know, for a snack. Cameron's got a juice box and leans on the counter and just oh, fucking stares, stares at uh, Bart and Chad. God, can, can he roll a, a B-chill check? Yeah. <laughs> Deception or performance? I don't know. There's no straight B chill check? Yeah. Uh, and I'm also going to give Chad and Bart disadvantage because they are actively talking Engaged. to... Yeah. yeah. So Chad does not notice anything. Which he wouldn't have anyway. <laughs> Neither does Bart. They both despite, seem to be enthralled. Despite Cameron <laughs> just being Blated. a total clown. Yeah. <laughs> Maximilian is going to be explaining like what he needs, and then you and Chad are, are kind of like, oh, we should, that can be, you know, you can get that yeah, from yeah. a cell phone, an iPhone 3, okay. or something like that. And yeah, you're like putting together this list. Okay, that's what we're doing then, however long that takes. I guess Zach is going to, at some point, ask Savannah off to the side, same deal he did with Cameron. Is it really important that they don't see Max in Andalite form? No. I think they should. I think, and I I think, think if they're going to hang out with us, it's going to have to happen. 
more importantly, if they get taken, I would much rather have the idea of an Andalite in their head than a boy. Yeah, okay. Uh, somewhere towards the end of the two-hour limit, um, I'm just going to be like, oh, Max, you need to uh, demorph, man. He looks, he looks to you, and then to Savannah, and he says, are you, are you all sure? <laughs> he, he, like, looks at Chad and Bart, and he goes, uh, if they run screaming because of this, the most basic thing, then... <laughs> Slowly, his mouth disappears, and his nose flattens in three slits, his eyes grow wider, and then two uh, stalk eyes appear, and after about a minute, you guys see... Uh, Max change back into Axe and the light stands in Savannah's foyer. <laughs> We're doing this in the foyer? Yeah. We, we should do it in the dining room. He goes back to the dining He walks into the dining oh, room. Oh, he walked over to the foyer to do more. Okay, that's fair. To, like, what? Wipe his feet on the doormat? Like, what? <laughs> well, you don't want to be rude. I, mean. I guess. This is how you enter a house. Yeah. Of course. He's nailed the human custom of demorphing in the foyer. <laughs> God forbid you walk in with your morph on. You know, the Japanese actually take their shoes off before they demorph. <laughs> Chad and Bart's eyes are, are wide. An alien. I knew they were real. I knew. Who says this? Did you? Chad. On. Chad. Does Chad. Okay. I am fully doing like a Sanford and Son slap in the yeah. back of the head. I mean. That, like, the, you know, the playful like cuff, not hitting him real fucking hard. Yeah. I never I knew they were real. I just never seen one. That's the whole thing. Chad. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. That's, that's 100% of why you're here, man. No, no. I know. Good. You sure? I knew they were real. Yeah. Chad, I'm going to need you to give me all the information you know about Yerks right now. Everything <laughs> you've gleaned. Um, well, from Reese has told us they uh, crawl into your brain and and take and they wrap it around it or something like that and take over it. And then they control yeah. you. And that's all you know? Um... He said they have some weaknesses, but he wouldn't tell me. He said he, we had to play a lot of this stuff close by here. Bart kind of sighs and rolls his eyes. I don't know what the weaknesses are. The three days or something. They have to eat. Yeah. I think you're missing an important note as well. And that is that when they wrap around your brain, they can look at every memory you've had. They can look through everything. Yeah, Zach looks at him and goes, how can you tell who's a yerk? Uh, do they act different? No. No. So how do you guys tell? We don't. We try to keep everything a secret and hidden from people. It's complicated. Not really. It's actually extremely simple. Don't tell anybody. Period. Don't tell your parents. Don't tell cops. Don't tell teachers. Don't tell the priests uh, that you go to church with or whatever. Don't tell your friends. Don't tell anybody in like a Discord online. Don't don't tell anybody. You're in the apartment right now with all the people that you can talk to about this. Well, and Grant. Got it? Yeah. 
Nobody. Okay. Did you hang out with a blue horse alien tonight? No. That's Chad. Barty just shakes his head. Cool. Good. Catching on. And then we get back to making the list. And then as as you guys wrap up the night and Bart and Chad are walking towards the door, Possum is like, he comes up to you, Savannah, and like rubs his nose and then like looks towards the elevator. Then Savannah will grab Possum and say, I'll walk you guys out. Uh, yeah, so as everybody starts to kind of uh, gather up to go, Cameron will uh, throw his juice box away and look, all right, Chad, all right, Bart, see you guys later. And walk towards the back. I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta go to the bathroom. You guys get to the elevator. Yes, as soon as the elevator door closes, I'm also going to the bathroom with Cameron All right. <laughs> to demorph and, or to morph into a bird. You see him halfway. I'm gonna knock first. I'm gonna knock first just to make sure. You hear? Come on! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I go. I go in. I assume there's a crow. Nope, it's a... Uh... It's Mo. <laughs> does Cameron have a Mo? I don't think Cameron has a Mo. I don't, I don't think don't... he does, but the way that Austin did it was so oh, Mo. Yeah, it's, Mo. <laughs> it's an owl. Okay. It's a, uh, a half I'll owl, open the half window. Cameron. Oh, I'm going to open the window because nice. I'm sure Cameron didn't. Yep. Uh, and then I'll also morph owl. In, in thought speak, once I'm morphed, I'm just going to tell Max that uh, me and Cameron are going to be right back. Yes, take your time. I will watch this. Bob Ross. Back to the elevator. Yeah, elevator going down. Savannah is going to stay quiet until they're kind of parting ways at the door. Bing, you guys get down, you see a janitor mopping, you get to the door, and as you walk out, and they're about to, uh, they like give each other their secret handshake, and Start to wave to you, and Chad go, starts to go to the right. Bart's starting to go to the left. Okay, Savannah's just going to kind of step to the left with Bart and say, I'll just walk with you a little ways. I want to talk to you for a minute. Yeah, kind of like looks at you and, oh, okay. So once they're kind of a few feet away, like, you know, a little ways away, so they're kind of out at your shot, um, Savannah will just turn to him and, and say, so I can tell that you're not fully listening to what I'm saying. Not, that's not the right word. Listening. You have some apprehension. Give me a, per, a persuasion check to see how like open he is with this response. 17. Very nice. For once. He sighs and he says, Savannah, it's not that you don't have good points. It's not that I don't think what you're saying is right. It's just that I, I want to do as much as I can, and you can't predict any situation. And like, what if you need me? What if it's life or death? I don't want to sound like a hero. I'm just saying, like, you can't predict every situation either. I can't. But if it's life or death, and we are in that situation, you leave and you let me die. Reese. Yep. But I will not be putting you in that situation. I'm not going to rush headlong with no backup. 
into an impossible situation like that. It was kind of sad. Where we're at now is a, is a, a step above where I was yesterday. I will work with you all the way you want me to, but I still want more. I still want to be a bigger part of this fight. I want to make a difference. I made Grant promise me that if the time came, he would he would let me in the fight. He would if he found a way to give me a, um, an edge to where I could fight too. He would. I want the same promise from you, Savannah. And I'll fall in line like the rest of your soldiers. How about a slightly different promise? Similar promise, just adjusted. If we work day by day as the situation changes, if there is a chance to let you get into the fight in a way where if you get taken it will still be okay for the rest of the world, then we'll let it, I personally will let you in and I will do that. Every day as the situation changes, I will let you in as much as I possibly can that I think we can safely take the risk of. Does that work? Give me another persuasion check. This one with advantage. <laughs> Three. Uh, give me an insight check. Okay. 14. You're basically giving him what he wants, um, but he doesn't necessarily, he's not like buying all the way into you, just like you're not buying all the way into him. But he'll say, okay, as the day changes, we'll see. All right. He nods and he'll like wave to you as you come to the corner where you usually take possum around the block and he'll keep going. All right. She'll kind of wave back as they part. As you walk back into uh, Pacific Towers, Possum kind of sniffs the air for a second. Make me a strength save. Two. Oh, no. (laughs) Possum quit. (laughs) Good job. Good job, Possum. Strong boy. What a good boy. He is very um, well-behaved normally. Sometimes some shit gets into him. But as he, like... He pulls away from you. Give give me an insight check with advantage as you watch your your doggy run. Crit. <laughs> he's uh, he looks like he's about to have so much fun. Like you've seen him, he's had this look with you before when you guys have been in the park, and sometimes when Cameron does this, uh, like they wrestle around together, you'll see this kind of look in his eyes, and he. The same way he jumps up on the camera and he jumps up onto this man and knocks him into a cart and the cart falls over spilling cleaning supplies and trash from uh, from it all over into the middle of the lobby floor. And you see uh, as he knocks over this man, he starts to get up, um, tan skin, dark black hair, a little mustache. Uh, the, you see the manager come out of the back and he's just holding his head. My goodness, you know this manager is Mr. Hayes, uh, and he sees this whole mess. That bleach is going to stain the carpet. Lewis, what happened? Ah, I just fell, it just fell, and I... He leans in close. Are you drunk again? And like, this is, as you're walking up, you hear this. 
I can't. I'm gonna get everyone in this building fired. Um, Savannah <laughs> will jump in at this point and be like, "Oh, my my dog knocked it over. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." And I think it's gonna bleach the carpet, not stain it. That's the opposite. He, well, he's got the bleach on. The bleach is spilled all over this twenty-two thousand dollar carpet. It's made of synthetic fibers, and it changes color, and it's like a computer. Cool, huh? Yeah, what? <laughs> it still stains like regular carpet. So, like, it'll still be the LEDs, but, like, everything will be, like, monochromatic where the bleach went. That's how technology works. <sighs> I understand, Miss... And he says your last name. Uh, but... He, he, like, gestures at the man. The man's very unkempt. His, his clothes are, like, loosely hanging off of him. Uh... You can smell some alcohol. He just looks around and he just throws down a... The man, just the janitor, just throws down a towel he's holding. And he says, uh, uh, You don't have to fire me. I quit. And and he just, like, glares at you as he walks past. So he stumbles. And I, Savannah, I think, will again, like... She's not sure why this guy is is, like glaring at her I mean she kind of knows because the possum thing but she's she's gonna be like I, that doesn't make any sense it it was my dog that knocked things over not him so what are why what is going on well uh, Mr. Hayes looks at you Lewis has he's been drinking for months and we told him if we caught him again he was gone so yeah maybe it you wasn't his, huh? you didn't catch him drinking my dog knocked over some cleaning supplies and he says you're like miss and he says you're like I can I could smell the alcohol on him over the bleach and he looks at you and just squints his ass for a second and anyways you heard him I didn't I was going to fire him yes but he quit yeah because you made it clear that you were about to fire him you should apologize to him Give me a persuasion check with disadvantage. Six. Still did better than last time when I had advantage. <laughs> you're oh. right. You're, you're definitely right. Maybe maybe I was a little too harsh. We've been trying to work with him, and I just don't know if he can get his, his, his problem under control. I mean, all I saw here was my dog knock some things over. I don't think there's a problem with him. Did smell the alcohol on him. But, yes, he can have another chance. I'll give him a call in the morning when he's sobered up. Give him time to... Should I go chase him right now? You should probably find him and tell him right now. Yeah, yeah. And he, he starts to go outside. I can't fucking believe Savannah pulled that off. Nice. And you see him just exit. All right. Um, Savannah's gonna take Possum upstairs, like... Make sure he's all set. And then she's going to go bird morph and, and like, follow, like, try to go out and see what's going on with everybody else. You just see Aximili and Andalite form watching Bob Ross. But if you just keep moving, go to the bathroom, you see the open window. Uh, some shoes left and, like, outer clothes. And you can head out. You can morph and head out. All right. I'll do that. The Zach and Cameron... Uh, owls, as you guys take off outside the window, um, you see Savannah get outside with with Possum. She uh, goes off with 
Bart to the left for a little bit, and as Chad goes to the right. Um, yeah, so as soon as they start to split up, I'm going to tell Cameron, go ahead and follow Chad. I'll, I'll stick on Bart. Just make sure that he gets home okay, and then head back here. Uh, Cameron takes off with Chad, and you follow Savannah and Bart and Possum. Uh, you hear the conversation as you like kind of fly above, and then they get to the part where uh, Savannah goes around the block and uh, Bart keeps going. Yeah, I'm just going to keep following Bart. As you follow Bart, it takes you a little while, but he does end up catching another bus and going to his house. Uh, do you follow him all the way to his house? Yep, I watch him go in the inside. I just want to make sure he's not ambushed or going somewhere weird. Yeah, he goes home. Okay, then I head back to Pacific Towers. Uh, Zach, as you're flying back from uh, Bards and taking like the most direct route back to Pacific Towers, you're flying overhead and something hits you. Not physically, but in your mind. Uh, you see the city of Ocean Grove. You see the place you were born and raised and the skyline that stayed mostly the, the same since you were born. Uh, you see in the distance the gardens where you remember you and Savannah having a lunch together in third grade right outside the desert dome. Uh, you scan and you see the skate park where you landed uh, one of your first ollies. You remember the scrapes you, ju you got just learning to ride the damn board and you were just so happy in that moment because you accomplished something. The older kids cheered you on, and that felt good. Your eye catches a woman jogging down the uh, street, a nighttime jog, and she comes some, to some steps, and she hurries down those steps. Uh, you remember that you were filming Grant when he fell and hit the ground pretty hard. Uh, it did some really good numbers. And then you see in the distance Z-Splash, and you remember what happened that night. When you all met Elfangor, when your lives changed, when you found out about the Yurk invasion, when you became the only hope Earth has, when the war started for you, the thoughts overwhelm you and you, you feel yourself now in Birdmorph and Almorph falling, plummeting towards the ground. The Earth you're trying to protect is racing up to kill you, and in this moment, as you fall lower past the roof of a building, you see into a glass window. Uh, you see people, and then in an eclipse, just in an instant, you see a door close in one of the rooms. Inside that room, you see a snake-like head with three blades jutting forward, a work with your controller. But you're still falling, not able to gain control of your body. You see another room, and with a flash of light, you see your future self's eyes stare back at you behind that mutated body. You're standing in that room as you both meet each other in the battle and then flash you're falling again your human mind knows what is about to happen when you collide with the ground panic sets in what do you do Zach uh flap my wings alright give me an acrobatics check 24 you uh, are panicking you do compose yourself and spread your wings and you manage to catch yourself right before you hit the ground pull up Soon as I have my bearings, uh, I want to check crossroads, see what building this is, uh, and then I'm going to fly back up to where I think I saw Hark Bajir. 
Uh, give me a perception check. Nat 20, baby. Uh, you find the cross streets. They are... They are um, Cavalcade and 6th Street. Cavalcade and 6th. But the uh, the building, you, you see the uh, face of the uh, sign out front. It is the, the Windsurf Luxury Hotel. Like, as you, like, look at the cross streets, you do see at the end of 6th is the uh, main street where where all the things sit kind of on the coast. Gotcha. Okay, do I, do I find the Horkajir? Uh, as you get back to that room, you do see, like, people still in this room. And, like, it's night out. There's people in this, like, office building. And they're just kind of sitting there talking. You do you see that door, but you don't see any Horkajir. Okay. And I can't fly around to a different angle where I can see... Uh, you do. You, you fly around and you, like, are looking in all these windows. Uh, no signs of any, any aliens. Okay. More um, humans. What floor... What floor is it? Uh, so, that floor with the people on it, we'll say that's the seventh floor. The fourth floor is where you got the other vision. Uh, I'll, I'll dive down and look around on the fourth floor then. What do I see in there? Uh, as you look in, it's just like a, um, like one of those offshoot rooms, kind of like a break room with uh, two tables in it for employees, a sink, and vending machines. All right, um... I'll do one more pass around the building just to make sure, and then I'm going to head back to Pacific Towers, double speed. You take another pass around, nothing, You, I mean, you can take note of the faces of the people, so, like, maybe if you saw them again, you can remember. But other than that, you don't get anything, uh, anything special, anything that stands out. Okay. You're, you're making your way back towards Pacific Towers. Savannah, as you leave, where are you going? Are you watching the immediate people down there, like Mr. Hayes go out and... That's... I wanted to listen in on that conversation if I could. Yeah. Uh, so, as you get you get out there, they're already in the middle of it. You hear Mr. S- Mr. Hayes saying, Luis, I'm, I apologize. Miss... Says your last name again. Help me see the error in, the, in my ways. You can come back and we'll get you even more help. Send you to rehab. And you see uh, this this man kind of like uh, his hands are up, like trying to push this guy away a little bit. And uh, he says, "I don't want to. Uh, no, I'm done being treated like shit." And he and he pushes this guy, Mister Hayes. He pushes him down. And when he does that, you see Adam Reese come out, uh, just uh, maybe under an overpass, and he kind of puts his hand on. Uh, this Louis guy, Louis guy, and he pushes him back. Like, and they're starting to get into like a little scuffle, but nobody's fighting or anything. They're just all tussling around. And uh, Mr. Hayes gets back up, back up and starts to kind of try to break them up. I'm going to keep circling over him. Mr. Hayes is like, Who are you? I'm going to call cops. You're trespassing, talking to uh, Adam Reese. And uh, Louis is still going crazy. Like you, and you can tell now he's acting really erratic. He is drunk, and uh, he says, "Louis, just go home. Get get yourself together. Call me in the morning." And then, as he does that, Adam uh, starts to walk away too because he doesn't. Uh, Mister Hayes pulls out a phone and he says, "I'm gonna call the police right now if you don't leave." And uh, Adam ends up leaving. All right, 
I mean, once that scuffle breaks up, I think I just want to take, like, I want to kind of look out over, uh, like, the skyline, see if I can see or hear any other owls that might be my friends. Uh, yeah, give me a perception check. 23. So you, you'll hear Cameron first, because uh, Chad was closer, so as Cameron comes back, you hear, ooh, ooh, and then, like, he enters your eyesight. Uh, yeah, he's just flying back towards Pacific, and then not, not even five minutes later, you hear another owl as Zach's rejoining. I'll let them know I'm there. Like as they're coming in, I'll I'll do like a quick like check in, like, "Hey, Cameron," and then uh, as Zach comes in, I'll be like, "Hey, Zach," and then like follow them back in as they go. Zach is um, flapping hard, like he's the owl equivalent of running full speed. <laughs> So slow. Uh, huh? So slow. Okay, but he's flying full speed. For an owl, yeah. Still very slow? Owls are pretty slow, yeah. Okay, well, that sucks, but he's trying. As soon as he hears you, he's just gonna be like, I saw a room with a bunch of controllers in it. I There's a, there's like a whole, there's a whole bunch of Yerks at, um, at the Windsurf Luxury. Uh, on the seventh floor, I, I just saw them. Like, well, there was like a, um, one of those big hork bajir things in there. What, like a just hanging out? Yeah, that's what it looked like. I was falling, so I couldn't like get a good look as I went past. You were falling? Yeah, I don't. There was something weird. I, I don't know. I, I can't explain that. Why I was falling? Not yet. I might be able to figure that out, but. It's, it's okay. Like, but but I I did see that, and I went back and checked, and all the people are there. The the Horkbajir like behind a door, but they're in there. We go. Should we go kill them? Something? No. The Horkbajir. Oh, okay. We need to. I, I don't know. We need to go back and get Matt. You can probably hear us through thought speak at this point. We, I think we're within rain. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, there's there's a room uh, at this hotel a couple a few blocks away that that's that's got Horkbajir and a bunch of human controllers in it. If you wish to go, I will join you. I will say my bird morph does not like to fly at night. It is a struggle. I didn't think about that. You have a mouse, right? Oh yes, I can do a mouse. Go to mouse, I'll pick you up. And as you guys go into the bathroom, you see Axe morphing as he walks in. About a minute later, he's a mouse. I will quickly pick him up as an owl, hoping he doesn't freak out. <laughs> and uh, we'll take off. Uh, he does scurry a little bit, and he says, oh, God, I have control. Good. Um, okay, so me and Cameron will circle while she's getting uh, Axe, Max, and then kind of we'll take off head in the same direction. I'll, I'll lead, since I know where it's at. Um, and on route, I'll just be like, um, there's about five uh, human controllers and at least one hork I, I don't know what else might be in that area. Uh, do we want to do like a recon run first? Yeah, absolutely. We should do a recon run. We should probably have somebody on the outside watching and maybe someone inside. Well, we've got a mouse. They're pretty small. It's true, we do have a mouse. Max, can you run recon? 
Yes. Okay. Um, who wants to be the outside? And then the other two of us can be on standby, ready to go in. I'll take, I'll take a look out. Are there balconies and stuff that like we can land on and try to get in from outside? This is like, yeah. So this is a um, a hotel. It's it's pretty high. It's got like, I don't know. We did this last time. How many floors it should have? I think it's twenty five or thirty. That's a very tall building, but yeah. For a hotel, that's pretty big. But if it's on a, a coast, like yeah, a shoreline, that's reasonable. 30, 40, yeah. That's what this one is. And but there are other buildings around that you could perch on and stuff like that. I'd like to be one of the ones going in. Um, I feel like having human hands or primate hands would be... I don't know that we want to take an orangutan in there. Well, I'm not going in as a dolphin. Okay, so you're going... I thought we were just running recon. Why are we doing battle morphs? We're waiting for the recon, but then after... These are... These are... Yerks. That's what we're here for. I guess, but what fight are we running into? Well, let's figure out what access. Right. That's, that's step one. Max goes in tells us what's there. If it's too big, we back out. If it's something we can handle, let's go handle it. Is there a balcony, like, on the seventh floor that we can drop him off, and he can get inside and then, like, scurry down to the... Yeah, all the rooms have balconies. I will take him up to the balcony and drop down to, like, the... I'm assuming it's, like, a cement little, like, overhang part there, um, and set him down there, and then hop back up to the railing. Uh, after about a minute... You guys hear I've found a way in. There's a small hole. A minute later you can hear I'm in the hallway. There seems to be a lot of doors. Can we see into the hallway from outside? Also, just the balcony thing. So like the room where we dropped him off was not the one that Zach had already identified. So when Zach looked in he saw like kind of like a long table with people around it, like kind of an office building with a, or office room, conference room or something with a door behind it. So uh, there, there was no balcony. On the rooms, there are balconies. Okay, so could we have reasonably dropped him off at a room where we can like... Yeah, like go that way and yeah. Picture on if there's four sides in this building. Uh, the right and the left side are the rooms, so their balconies are all up and down those, except for, like, the very bottom floors. Um, one side, you can see, is, like, a conference room, on at least on the seventh floor. There's a conference room on one side. If you fly around to the other side, you can see in the window that looks down the whole hallway um, to a door that's on uh, the opposite end of the hall. Then, yeah, I'll fly over there and try to help direct them. You guys kind of direct them to the door uh, where the conference room is, and you do see a little mouse scurry under a door, uh, Zach, and he's in the conference room you saw. So the door he came in isn't the one you've seen the Horde behind, but you can direct him to that door if you want. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Um, With a be careful thrown in there. I only smell humans, but I will keep looking. 
you see uh, him poke his nose under this little door and eventually squeeze his little mouse body through it. What are they talking about? I do not hear anyone. I am in what looks to be a, a shaft. It goes up and down like an elevator. It's like the elevator in Savannah's. Do you see cables hanging? I do. Okay, that's got to be an elevator shaft. I don't know why there's one in a conference room. Um, get out of there. There's nothing you're going to be able to do until an elevator shows up, and we can't rely on that. The wires seem to be good. Well, don't be in the way. I see him. I do see something coming up. The shaft, which is... Like me to still run. Yeah, get hidden. I'm hidden. Alright, see if anything comes out of there. Does the, the shaft go... It goes further past... It goes up further? It looks... Yes, it's coming from below, but it looks like it goes up as well. Okay, if the box, the elevator, stops on that floor, see what's in it. Otherwise, I think you're just going to have to bail. Um, a minute later, you you hear again. The elevator has passed me up. Okay, get out of there. She, out of the door, the little mouse popped back and then run, scurry to the other door. Meanwhile, I'm going to try to like, I don't know if there's thermals at night, there's not. Uh, I'm going to try to flap up, <laughs> just working my ass off, I guess. As you, um, you're... to try to, to see where the elevator might stop, I'm thinking about how hotels are usually built. It'll be the same blueprint on every floor, usually. So there's got to be a conference room on the eighth floor and the ninth floor. They're probably roughly in the same location. Yeah, and so I'm looking to see if there are similar doors and if any of them open. Yeah, you, there are similar doors, uh, but you go up and you fly and you don't see any other open. Okay, uh, but you do hear. We may have a problem. There's a woman in a black and white dress with a cart, and she is chasing me. And Savannah, as you like go across the other window where you can see down the hall, you see the maid with a, like a broom running after this little mouse that keeps scurrying back and forth. Very Tom and Jerry. Maximilian, try to get out to one of the balconies as soon as possible. I have yes. eyes on you. I'll pick you up. Uh, you guys see this epic... Uh, as you have eyes on him and you're swooping down and as he runs out of this uh, this little hole that's in like the bottom right part of this uh, sliding glass door, he pops out and he runs and this woman slides the door open with her broom and as she swings down, he jumps off the balcony and Savannah swoops down and catches him in the air. You hear this woman say, yes, kill that mouse, Al, have him for dinner. What a sadistic maid. <laughs> yeah. Um, Who is this weirdo maid? I don't know. She's got blonde hair and she uh, looks like she's got a lot of work done. She's the maid of the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, Zach has been resting on the balcony, probably of like floor 30, because he. Work his ass off to get up there. Uh, as soon as he can see Axe jump off the balcony and Savannah catch. Uh, 
As soon as that happens, he'll dive off and just on the way down announce, all right, let's head back to Savannah's. As you guys join back up and you start to fly towards Savannah, you see another owl join you. You, all three of you, making your way to Pacific Towers. There's a bunch of owls that enter a bathroom in the penthouse of Pacific Towers. Max starts the work. Great. So does Zach. So does Cameron. So does Savannah. <laughs> it's yucky. Nobody likes it. Cramped in this bathroom. Although I do have a great mental image of just like a long, a huge andalite tail-sized naked flesh tail then it curls up and just goes (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's fur can we be sure that andalite flesh like under the fur is flesh because like you know like with with different like horses like pinto horses if you shave them down their skin underneath is still like the color of their hair generally I think they probably have like um, like dark dark gray skin just because I think that's cool all right. Yeah. Sweet. Actually, two of his hooves are in the tub, and he slips a little bit, but he's oh, right to stuff. Then he walks out. I try to catch him. Put little grippy things on the bottom of the tub. Aw. <laughs> Savannah does that as everybody walks out. She has and a pack she's like under in the, the Yeah, like just like doing the like whole instructions oh. to dry it and stick them on it. <laughs> are they the little rubber ducky ones? The of ones course. That look like ducks? Yeah. Yeah, okay. When we when we all get back to the living room, Zach will be like, "Good try, man," and then like do the secret handshake thing with Zach uh, with Max again. <laughs> That's two now. I apologize. No, you did great. It's fine. There was nothing to see. You know, we couldn't have done anything about that. Yes, maybe we can take another try at it another time. Yeah, maybe. Zach's gonna look around and be like. uh, is there anything else we wanted to talk about? Savannah will like shake her head. Just not say anything. Okay. Zach's checking his phone to see if uh Jeremy Jason McCole has messaged him again. You'll see that there was like a uh, message that was sent while you were away and it just says uh still trying to meet up. I'm going to text back like yeah, uh where exactly do you want to meet? Like, uh, where's the craft services stuff going to be? You want me to just meet you there? Uh, he says, I can get you, uh, I'll leave your name at the, at the ticket collectors for the, uh, the Ocean Grove Founders Day Festival. You can come to my green room. Cool, sounds good. That's on Saturday. Yeah, what time? Um, everything, you feel free to enjoy the whole festival the whole day if you want, but, uh, maybe we can meet up somewhere around five. I have to go on it later that night. Zach will be like, man, you've been to these festivals, you know they're, I'll have as much fun as I can. Hey, you know that festival you put on? Fucking sucks. <laughs> he says, wink. Hey, there's a lot of games, man. You should give it a shot. It's supposed to be better this year. LOL. Uh, another laugh react. 
We're best friends now. I'm best friends. I'm best friends with a celebrity. I'm just going to tell the group, like, look, there's a thing that I'm going to really try to do, like, about 5 o'clock on Saturday. If there's anything else that comes up, obviously it'll take precedence, but. And he'll, like, wave his phone. Like a personal thing? Yeah, that festival thing that Grant was making fun of. With the you remember guy that you were going to go meet? Yeah, the guy, the guy from... Uh, Tower House. House or whatever. Tool House. House. <laughs> the kid from Powerhouse, you know, he's, I don't know. He wants to do a thing. That's cool. I'd like to, it's not the most important thing, I know, just, but like, if there's an opportunity. We don't have anything else to do before then, do we? I don't know. Whenever Xander's people get in contact with us, hopefully it's not at five o'clock on Saturday. That would really suck. <laughs> but if it is, then I'll make excuses. So we don't have any way to like contact those guys, Xander's guys, and no, that's annoying. Yep. Anyway, I gotta get home. What time of night is it? Like probably eight p.m. No, now it's approaching like ten. Van, you want to stay at my house again tonight, or? No, I think if we're we've dropped the mission to try and. Figure out if we can smell Yerks on Chapman's. I think I'll just stay home. Okay, just asking. Cameron's already asleep on Cameron, Savannah's couch. Uh, he'll he'll ask Cameron the same thing. He's Cameron's a, he's, asleep. He's asleep on <clears throat> Savannah's couch. All right. Well, see you guys later. And Zach will just leave by himself. Goodbye, Zach. Uh, Savannah will very awkwardly get Cameron just like a throw blanket, like just kind of toss it over his sleeping body i i imagine her placing a folded throw blanket on top of his like stomach <laughs> like like, like a little like lo- like cat loaf of blanket onto his stomach yeah, no like, no she'll like you she'll have like you know when you like when you unfold them but they're still like taco style folded, so folded. Yeah, yeah yeah she's just gonna yeah. kind of do that and like drop it on him very nice he pulls it up no oh. <laughs> snuggly boy um, since Zach has like a minute to himself, he's gonna uh, take a detour through some areas like that he knows that are slightly better for cool skateboard tricks and try to get some some B-roll footage just to use in a TikTok later. <laughs> yeah, you you uh, give me a performance check. That's just not B-roll, but you know what I mean. Extra footage. A-roll. Performance. Yeah. It's a 17. You did pretty good then. Yeah. You, oh, okay. you get... I thought 17 was like, eh. Yeah, my bad. Okay, cool. Then I go home. And I uh, I give Moe's cage like a thorough cleaning. And uh, check my computers. Um, the monitors outside. Yeah, you check your data and you look through. Um, the Mrs. Chapman did come home today and you see her. She comes back out with... Uh, more suitcases. Um, so they're making this an ex- an extended stay. Okay. Melissa was with her. And they, you know, they just got some stuff. They did end up. Uh, you don't see her come out with the uh, the cat or the bird. I'm actually going to take a couple hours and go through all the footage again from like the last few days because I've only been skimming it just to make sure I haven't missed anything else. All right. Um. Give me technology roll with advantage. 
15. You feel like you sift through. There's nothing unusual within the last few days. Uh, okay. You do, like I said, you do see their car pull up on like one of the side mirrors and see them pack the car with stuff. Okay. Yeah. But the cat and the bird are still inside. They didn't bring them out. Is the cat going in and out of the house still through the cat door? Yeah, I have not seen it go in or out of the house. Well, not Zach's problem. <laughs> uh, he'll go inside, um, and he's going to hide his his special glasses. Uh, like he's going to take the bottom drawer of his dresser out and put it like underneath it, and then put the drawer back in. And then he'll uh, just go to sleep, get ready, and go to bed. It is the next day. Uh, okay. School day. Yeah, you guys go to school? Yep. Yep. Probably about midway through the day, Zach is going to remember Grant's absence and try to... Uh, phone rings. Rings again. Rings again. Okay, yeah, he'll just hang up, roll his eyes, sigh heavily. You guys go through the day. Nothing of info happens at school. Uh, get home after school. You guys go home to each of your houses. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any <clears throat> getting together that needs to happen. Zach is going to, well, he might he might spend 30 minutes, like, kind of, doing a half-ass cleanup of whatever shit he's been leaving around. Zach seems like the type that, like, leaves cheese wrappers on the counter and stuff, you know? <laughs> so he just kind of does that, takes the trash out, checks his monitors again. If I forget to mention it, this is a routine. He checks the monitors whenever he gets home after an extended absence. Okay. Um, well, yeah, you check the monitors, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, Good. So, Zach is also going to um, probably go red tail and do another flyby up, just kind of up and down Cavalcade, looking at that, the, the, the Windsurf Luxury Hotel, but also like other ones to see if there's any. Around what time? Just, I don't know, probably dinner ish, pre dinner, like four, 4 to 5 p.m. Uh, yeah. Uh, 5 to 6 p.m. because he spent a little time after he got home from school doing other shit. And then, yeah. Alright, so yeah, you go out uh, at 5, get a circle around, uh, give me perception checks. Sure. Not great. 12. Um, I'll say with the 12, as you like circle around and look at the surrounding buildings around the windsurf, uh, you do see that there are uh, like Cop cars parked all around the windsurf. Like, there's like at least one on each side, and then there you see like another one just pulled up beside it. Do any of them look like Chapman's cruiser? Or um, do they all look like Chapman's cruiser? They all look like police cruisers, but you like, I will say like you, Chapman was next door to you. You've known he's a controller this whole time. You probably got his car number, like they. Okay. So, and none of these are Chapman. Okay. Um, are there any cops going in and out of the building? Um, you see the the cop that just pulled up as he parks. 
he uh, goes in and another cop meets him at like the front and they're they're just sitting there talking like how how was your day it was good catch any perps yeah they got a guy they were shoplifting why are they hanging out of the hotel um yeah I'm gonna really search this building for where all the cops are congregating yeah as you you circle around those are the only two you see um I mean, there has to be more. There's more cop cars. Uh, they're just inside. I'm going to just wing over to Pacific Towers. And um, I'll just sit on the roof. Like on the opposite from where all the crows congregate. Because I don't want to freak them out. Alright. Um, and just thought speak in. Say, uh, hey Van, if, if you're in there, uh, I just noticed it. I don't know if it's a big thing, but there's like a ton of cops at the Windsurf Luxury. Okay. So, Savannah uh, probably isn't there. Okay. Uh, because um, she uh, had the note that she... I don't know if this is anything, but there's a note that she found in Chapman's book when they were in the basement at his house that said Thursday the 26th at 9 p.m. So I think as soon as school was out, she dropped stuff off. She's already finished everybody's homework for the week, canonically. No big deal. Um, so she would head over to, I believe that, that Grant did say where they were staying when he found out from Melissa, the hotel. So I think she would head over there and she'd be like camped out, like on the roof, like demorphing every once in a while, like just watching for Chapman to leave. And she would go over there as soon as possible. Cause she doesn't know what time he's going to leave. You get no response. Yeah. I'll just leave after I say it. If she got the message, great. Uh, if I do know the hotel that Chapman's staying at, though, I am going to go check it. All right. Uh, Savannah, as you, um, you've been staked out on this hotel watching, waiting, uh, you do see Chapman's cruiser pull up. He gets out, goes inside. Uh, the windows, as you find what room they're in, and as he gets in there, he does shut the window, the, the curtains. Um, and then about 10, this is, Happened at about 5.36 o'clock, around that time. And then at about 6 is when Zach shows up. He's still in there. Um, I'll say you guys eventually, like, you all are both birds and you have great vision. You connect, like, you all see each other. Okay, Um, I will start the conversation by repeating what I said to nobody before. Hey, Van, if, if you're in there, uh, I just noticed it. I don't know if it's a big thing, but there's like a ton of cops at the Windsurf Luxury. Well, that's weird, but we're tailing Chapman, so chances are they're potentially connected. I have no idea. I just saw it. I decided to sweep by that, swing by that uh, place again to see what was going on, and there was just a lot of cops there, so. All right, well, I'm going to keep tailing Chapman. We'll see if they connect. Okay, uh, you want backup? Sure. You want to get the boys? Why not? Cool, I'll be back. Do you have any idea where Cameron is? Haven't seen him since at school today. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll head back to Pacific Towers again. And this time I will tell Max to uh, turn into a crow and come with me. 
yes. And I will I will also send that message to Cameron if he's in the building. And Cameron has received your message as well. He will go to... Yeah, he said he'll go to Crow as well. Yeah, no, man, you can just be a different bird. You don't have to be a crow. You hear, ah! Max doesn't have anything else. Come out of okay, the... <laughs> okay. That's fine. Never mind. But then, like, two a minute later, you see a crow fly out. Two minutes later, three minutes later, you see a uh, an osprey fly out. Uh, so as the time it takes Zach to get back to Pacific Towers, him to relay the, all that, and then come. It's about 7 o'clock. Uh, Chapman comes out, gets in his police cruiser. And I was gonna say I'd like to burn another morph because, like around sunset, Savannah would switch over to Great Horned Owl. Uh, I'll probably do it at Pacific Towers. So, cool, cool. Are you going Owl or are you staying Redtail? Uh, if it's getting dark, then I'll go Owl. And you can, if you wanted to tell Cameron to go Owl yeah, instead, I was still, I'm still thinking it's afternoon. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, I want to follow Chapman. Savannah, you follow uh, Chapman, and he heads to um, his house uh, next door to Zach's. And uh, as he gets there, you perch in a tree watching him, and he does go inside. The drive from where they were to where to Zach's house is 30 minutes, and you had to keep up with Chapman, so even flying, 30 minutes. So it, it's not too long, about 10 minutes. He comes back out. He's got uh, a folder in his hand and a clipboard and a notepad. And he gets back in his cruiser, backs out, and starts to leave. Uh, Zach, at about 7-ish, you get back to the hotel, see that uh, Savannah's gone, see that Chapman's cruiser is gone. I try to think of where Chapman might have gone. And I head towards the police station with the boys. But Savannah, but Savannah goes, hey, idiot. sees, two, sees uh, two owls and a crow. The crow, as it gets darker, is starting to frantically flap its wings. And, and it just looks like he's struggling a little bit. Like struggling to fly or struggling to see? You know how crows see in the dark anyway as Savannah, but he's just having a hard time. Like, he does not want to fly right now, or he's like... Yeah, they can't see well. So, uh, what I'll say, I won't even, like, say hi or anything, but, like, when I see them struggling, assuming they're within thought speak range? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, when I see that happening, I'll just be like, Aximili, traditionally crows will mob owls, so if you get in close to somebody, hopefully they can kind of lead you as you keep going. Yes, that would be... If someone could direct me... That would help a whole lot. I'll hang back so that he can mob me, and I'll lead him. And I'm just going to say to the group, we need to get this guy some new morphs. We should probably do that sooner rather than later. Later tonight or tomorrow night is literally what I was thinking. Yeah, me too. But then we'll turn around, I guess, and follow Chapman with Savannah. As you all follow Chapman... 
He goes to the Windsurf Luxury Hotel. And as he, um, pull, his cruiser pulls in, he gets out with his, uh, notebook full of stuff. He meets the other two cops and starts to point them different ways. And you see them kind of go to just, uh, standing outside of some doorways and just kind of looking around. One of them goes to, like, uh, the corner of the building and just looks up and down the, uh, the streets and up in the sky. Don't like that. Don't like that at all. He, he's not looking in your all's direction at the moment, but he is, you see him looking around. Alright, Cameron, I need you to try to get up on the roof. Yeah, no problem. A little bit of a problem, there's no thermals. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, Max, I want you to stay with me. Savannah, see if you can keep an eye on where they're heading. I don't know how many windows you can see through, but we need to try to figure out what room they're going to. Alright, I'll keep circling. Yeah. Um, I mean, Zach's doing the same thing. But he's just also babysitting Max. After about two minutes, there's a guy up here. Cop. On the roof? Yeah, he's standing like next to the entrance to the stairwell. They're expecting an attack tonight. Or a visitor. I don't think they're expecting a friendly visitor, at least. If I was in a spaceship, I'd try to land on the roof of something. Yeah, but they're like guarding all the entrances. They're expecting something big. I agree it's big. I don't know if they're expecting an attack or if they're expecting a visit. Um, let's redirect resources to the roof. Uh, Savannah, have you got eyes on them? Austin, do I? So as as he walks in, uh, you do see him get into an elevator. He heads to the seventh floor. Uh, gets out, goes down to the hallway. Uh, enters in that door and you see him um, go to where the elevator door is and he opens it and Savannah you can see in as you're like circling around and you're looking into the room it's not an elevator it's a hallway that leads to another door he walks through there opens that door and in there with your bird eyes you see a circular platform like you saw in his uh, in the underground office, just uh, a platform in there. He walks in, closes the door behind him. He's in the same room as yesterday. The door opened, and there was one of those weird platforms like he has in his basement in there. Okay, but we can get to that room. You want to try to break in and get to that room? I don't know. I'm just uh keeping all the options on the table right now. I think if we're going to infiltrate, uh, the roof is probably the best way to do it, if there's only one guard up there. There's no guards on the balcony, how we got in yesterday. Yeah, that's a lot of morphs to get land, demorph, morph something small enough to get in, get in, demorph again, morph battles, uh, it's, it's a lot of morphs. So you're thinking just go to the roof and go to Battlemorph straight away? 
No, I actually think you can go to the go to the roof, knock out the guard, record him, and wait. Wait for what? I don't know. I just have a feeling like there's somebody coming. And you're sure that somebody's not us? No. <laughs> I'm not sure of that. I'm just thinking out loud here. Max Cameron, what do you guys think? I think we better hurry. Because whatever's happening, if, if something's happening, we're going to miss it. Unless you, it's out here, like you guys said. Sorry, I'm just thinking this through for one, one quick second. I know it's not interesting at all, but why don't we divide and conquer? We keep eyes on the roof, but then somebody goes inside or two somebody's go inside and try to see what's going on in that conference room. Okay. Anybody got any preferences? I will stay out. I did not have much success last time. Okay. I've got a spider. I was going to say I could stay with Maximilian. Cameron and Max on the roof. Nian's van inside. And if it would help, I could demorph and take out that guard for you. Oh, I was going to handle that, but you'll be faster. That's a good plan. That will also give you time to morph. Yep. All right. Let's all try to land behind air conditioning units and whatever. And make me stealth checks. 19. 24. Those, those are some nice fucking rolls. Yeah. I am the knight. I don't know if I want to go. I don't want to go to the roof to go small, though. Oh, I wasn't going to go small. We're sneaking inside. You can sneak. What are you doing? Don't we want to go in? Yes. All right. You're still going as the guard? Oh, no, I was just going to go as kombucha. And what, just provoke a fight when we're going into a stronghold of theirs? What are you doing? Well, when you say it like that, it seems like a dumb idea. <laughs> uh, so as you guys, uh, Savannah, if you're not landing on the roof if you have like a different plan you can kind of pull off and uh, as you talk to Zach I'm assuming he pulls off too but Cameron and and Max keep going and uh, you do see like the, the guard see the guard looks and see and watches the crow as it lands behind uh, we'll just say where like the, the entrance way is on the opposite side of him and as he like goes over there Cameron swoops down and manages to just go behind him Yeah, and I'm going to try to, like, already having flown around and kind of having, like, an idea of where stuff is, I want to find one that has had, like, zero activity. Uh, yeah, as you're you're kind of looking around, you find one that, uh, the inside the beds are made, there's a mint on the pillow, the lights are off. What are you doing, mouse? I was thinking spider. Good, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. It'll take us a while to get there, but, um, that's probably best yeah we want to take it slow plus we have you know a lot of eyes 
You mean like a lot of people watching, or like spiders have eight no, eyes? Spiders have a lot of eyes. Okay, I didn't know which one you meant. That's fine. <laughs> I also don't want to get chased by a maid. That's fair. That didn't seem fun. Okay, that was close, but the guard is incapacitated. Cool. Uh, Max, I need you to uh, record the guard. Cameron, drag him off somewhere. I would not like to do that. Well, there's going to need to be a guard at the door. It's going to be your Cameron, and I figure you can improvise a little better. I mean, I don't really want to record another human either. I'll take his clothes. Bro, one of you needs to acquire recording. I will not do this. If you really want me to, I'll do it, Zach. All right. <clears throat> All right, so you guys land on the balcony. Demorph. Marine morph. Yeah. Me, Spidey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You guys give me stealth checks for the, as you move in and, and start to make your way as a spider. 23. Alright, you guys move in, and in this first room, it's pretty dark. You guys can, uh, you're, it's a weird way to see, but you can, through all your compound eyes, but it makes sense to your spider. Um, but doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't matter that it's dark. No, but it is. I'm just saying it's dark. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you guys can see perfectly like it was, it was nothing. And there's weird colors that you kind of like never seen before. It's like, it's, it's just like a weird new spectrum that you can see. Octomaroon. Ultraviolet and infrared. Yeah. And yeah. And as you guys, um, you guys easily can get out of this room and then through the door and into the hallway. Uh, give me perception checks just as you're kind of trying to find your way around. Wow. Four. We're, we're killing it. Thirteen. Savannah, as you come out of this door, the hall lights do get you a little bit, and you're like uh, scatterbrained for just a second. But Zach, you you are too, but you could get your composure. And you're like, okay, this is the way we need to go to get to that room. Okay, um, go to the ceiling, and I'll start crawling up the wall. Yeah, I'll crawl up. Uh, if you didn't have advantage on stealth checks, you do now, as okay. you guys are crawling along the ceiling. Really quick, I'm gonna radio back up to the roof and go give me a status report what are you guys doing Cameron seems to be stripping the guard okay where is the guard right now laying on the ground incapacitated with his bottom layer of skin off nope that's artificial skin, yep uh, is he behind something out of sight is he hidden uh second passes Cameron is moving now Okay, good. Um, make sure you tie him up with something and gag him. We will do our best. Okay. All right, we're booking it. I'm spider running. Make your you make your way. You get to the conference room, uh, and then as you like get to the door where the shaft was and the elevator was. Um, you squeeze through one of the openings, and inside, you see the uh, hallway. Okay, give me one more stealth check as you guys enter into this next door. Still with advantage? With advantage. 
Fuck. 20. I got an 11. That's better than better than average. Barely. I know, but that's what Austin always says to make us feel better. Almost. Oh boy. <laughs> Almost. That was too close for comfort. God. Who Stop else it. is rolling? Anyone else rolling, Austin? This is also with disadvantage, but he has advantage on this, so it's a flat row. <laughs> As you guys enter the room, you see Chapman standing uh, in front of this this kind of podium. And out of the podium, you guys see in a weird, uh, co- one of these colors you've never seen before, flickering hologram of an Andalite uh, that you've seen before on the night you all gained powers where Elfangor was slain, eaten alive by this creature and morph. You see the hologram of Visser 3. And as you enter, you hear uh, it's it's a little weird here and through spider ears, but you do hear this. Uh, and it's audible. It is not through thought speak. You hear Visser 3. Yes, of Visser. And it's 226. But anyways, is there any sign of those Andalite bandits that attacked your host home? Tell me you found them. Uh, no, no, Visser. Uh, not yet, but we're working on it. We will find them soon. Andalite scum cannot resist sticking their eye stalks where they do not belong. Yesterday is not soon enough, you fool. You will find them or I will put you out of your host's head and feed you to my new pet. Not only that, I will see all your pond cousins dried out from Kondrona rays. Hurry with your report. I do not have much time. Uh, yes, Visser. First, Visser, the, uh, the construction on the new entrance is underway. We'll be able to bring in many new hosts undetected through this entrance. Once this job is complete, we'll have enough of a foothold to ensure the rest of our city will be under, under our control within the next six months. Excellent. Finally, you bring me good news amongst your pile of failures. What of the medical facility? Is this project completed yet? Uh, we we await the delivery of the soldiers for your host or for the hosts, Visser. And I will send them in two days' time. Once you receive them, send a small vote to your security team. I will not have those Andalite bandits ruining this. Arm every human controller with the Dracon beam as well. I will be down to check the facility once it's up and running. Is there anything else up, Visser? Uh, yes, Visser. The new Kadrona generator has been installed. It seems gaining that construction company to our ranks has proved useful. Uh, the elevator shaft reaches it at the top. Uh, it's secure from anyone else in the hotel. There's only one entrance to the to the shaft. That's three weeks ahead of progress. Maybe you are more of use to me than half of the rest of these imbeciles, 226. It'll be a shame if you can't capture these rogue Andalites. Dismissed. And then you guys see the hologram flicker uh, in the room. It's bright to you all, but it goes dark. Uh, and Chapman's body goes from like rigid and at attention to slack as he leans against the desk, lets out a sigh, then starts to compose himself, fixes his buttons and his uh, tie, 
picks up his uh, hat off of the podium and puts it on his head and turns back towards the door. Um, <clears throat> from the ceiling, I am going to like let out a thread and try to land like on his back. Okay, give me a stealth check. Uh, this one not with advantage as you as he moves past and you try to uh, drop down onto his collars. A six. Uh, as you you drop down and uh, you land on his collar, two of your back feet slip off and the web break. It pulls your butt your butt down and the web breaks, and uh, your two feet skitter across his neck and the web kind of wraps around like onto his neck. And he instinctively oh, reaches back and smacks the back of his neck. Um, does a ten hit, hit your AC? It does not. Uh, you you move just out of the way as um, he smacks the back of his neck, but he does stop and like and he's like trying to reach. What are you doing? Like trying to see what it is. I'm gonna run down to that golden spot in the middle of the back that he can't reach. <laughs> Uh, he, he, like, does all this, and then as he pulls his hand forward, there is, like, one string of, like, your web. He kind of, he stops and thinks for a second and looks around. Savannah, what was your stealth check going in here? 20. So, that's basically, if you haven't moved, that's going to still be your check. I have not moved. Uh, you see, like, in the dark, he's, like, squinting as he looks around, but his eyes... Uh, go over you and they don't stop. Nobody ever looks up. Never. With that, he just shakes his head and he opens the door, walks into the hallway and keeps moving. And you, you do see a little bitty spider on his uh, back as, as he's walking out with Zach. Once he starts moving again, I'm going to... What What is he wearing? Is it a t-shirt or like a shirt that has a fold-down collar? Like a he's, jacket or something? He's wearing his police uniform, so it's, it is, okay. uh, it's like, kind of like dress blues for like military, so he's got like a blue collared shirt and then like a jacket over it and then like a gotcha. police hat. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to actually get up underneath the collar, like where it folds down, you know? And then like, poke just my face out so I can see. Give me another stealth check. Once... They start leaving. I'm going to keep crawling, following them. Finally. <laughs> Crit 20. Uh, yeah, you scurry up the back and pop your little head out. And you can even see uh, as as they keep as you all keep walking, another little spider come out of the door and follow it. Okay. Um, I'm going to give a, a, a thought speak to Savannah, Max, and Cameron. Okay. I'm um, I'm on Chapman. Uh, I, I'm, I think I'm hidden pretty good. There is a hologram conversation with Mister Three, so maybe nobody's coming. Um, Cameron, thank you for doing the hard thing. I, I appreciate it, but it wasn't necessary. Go ahead and demorph, get out of those clothes, and get out of there. There is a call coming through this man's radio. What is the call? Report in, is what they are saying. Why haven't you reported in yet? Uh, Cameron, just give him an all clear. Just say all clear as the guy. Uh, as you say, as the guy, 
uh, Maxon, or Maximilian says, Cameron is still in his own form, and he has spoken on the radio. Get out of there. Get out of there right now. Will do. Oh, Van, do you want to go to the roof or do you want to stick with me? God, that's a that's a hard choice right now. Um, and she'll like thought speak to uh, Cameron, Aximili, Zach at this point, and say, if Cameron's in his own form, he can get to a bird quickly. Aximili, where are you? I am on the roof still in my Andor. Morph bird, get out! Both of you, just get out of there as fast as possible. Fly yes, straight away. I I will stick with Zach unless you guys get caught and then call out. Yes. Uh, Chapman goes out of the conference room to an elevator. Uh, you're having a little trouble keeping up with him, Savannah, as the further he goes. Um, at, like, Actually, by the time he's at the elevator, you don't think you're going to be able to get to the elevator before it opens and closes uh, when he gets on. I kind of want to throw out another thing to just Cameron and Axe just for fun. Like, you know, whatever. We're playing in this world. Let's see what happens. By the way, apparently there's some sort of Candrona or something on the top floor of this building where the elevator leads to. So if you find a convenient bomb, feel free to detonate it. The whole building. Well, I don't really know what you're working with. It was more of a joke. Oh shit, Savannah, I thought you were going to have him blow up the whole top floor of this building. Well, I'm not saying don't do that either, if you have the chance. Uh, somewhere, there's a, some eyes locked of Cameron and Max, and <laughs> they have an idea, maybe. No, probably not. I don't think they have a bomb. Uh, well, I didn't either, but now that, I, you know, hey, now you've introduced that they might... <laughs> You hear nothing else from Max and Cameron. We hear nothing else? <laughs> no, they are dead. They've died in an explosion at the top. They, oh, good. Uh, so we don't hear them thought speak in a minute and say, cool, we're birds, bye? Uh, yeah, in a minute you're, you hear, okay. we, have, we have searched for a way to try to blow up the top of this building. We cannot figure it out. We will leave. Would you leave? Get out of there. We'll get back to that later. Yes. Uh, Savannah, as you're like still crawling in your in your spider morph, you see uh, an owl with a mouse in its hand just fly past the window, and then uh, you see them pull back up as they fly away. Uh, Zach, the bell dings on the bottom floor, ground level. Savannah, what you do? I am waiting to find out where they went. Um, yeah, I'd let you know we're on the ground floor. Like, I let you know that's where we were going when he hit that button. We're in a hotel. Is there anything on this floor, like any, like, laundry room kind of thing? There's definitely a room that has a laundry chute in it with, like, an ice machine and a... And a vending machines. A like laundry chute? Yeah. Okay, so with no way to press the button, I think I will, if I saw it already, what am I? What? 
did I see the room already? This this magical room of laundry yeah. and sure. vending machines. Okay, uh, then I will head back that way because I have no way to hit the button on the elevator as a spider. So I know I can go down at least with the laundry chute, which I assume is closer than the stairwell. Sure. Maybe I shouldn't assume that. Sure. Sure. Fastest yeah. way. Laundry room, stairwell, whichever way there is to get down, that's what I'm going to head for. Yeah, and you, you head down. Maybe you jump and do, like, cool spider stuff down, like, with your webs. I don't know. Spider-Man does cool spider stuff. That's how some baby spiders get around. It's like they shoot little, like, web parachutes and float on the breeze. I don't think that applies in this particular situation to this particular spider, but there you go. Uh, you get to the bottom. And, like, yeah, you're in a room, there's piles of laundry everywhere, there's some washing machines. This is, like, the, where they wash the linens and stuff. Any random clothes laying around? Uh, yeah, over there. Okay. <laughs> Anyone in this wearing room? a toga? Uh, nobody's in here right now. You do see a maid push your car out through the, like, one of these doors. It's not, like, a locked door, it's one of those swinging, like, kitchen doors, but she... That leads to the laundry. Is there like a space behind, like kind of in between behind some like washing machines that I could squeeze into to demorph? Yes. Okay, then I am going to do that. And I will tell Zach I'm demorphing and grabbing some clothes to walk out of here. Tell me where you are. So as, as you get that, and that's like around when you're walking mm-hmm. out the door and Chapman's mm-hmm. uh, heading towards his cruiser. I just want to hang on to him until he leaves and like is in the car and like I'll jump out right when he's opening the door or jump off right when he's opening the door um, because I want to see if he says anything else to any of the other policemen as he uh, is walking out he he looks to the one that's at that door and he nods to him he says we're all clear here now rooftop guard didn't report back right away after a while he did check in and everything's fine and uh, Chapman will say well what are you wasting my time with this for yeah, why did you fucking tell me that? Why are you wasting my time, kid? Time is money. Money is power. Power is pizza. Keep it going. Yeah, pizza planet. He walks to his police cruiser and gets in. Zach, you ended up you end up jumping off um, right before he gets in the cruiser and walks away. And uh, Savannah, a few minutes later, you walk out in maids in the hotel maids clothes. I don't know what clothes were in there, man. You're, you're yeah, they defining were, that. Yeah, they were there hotel maids clothes. There was a cosplay convention, and it's a first. Yeah, suit. yeah, and yeah. now it's, uh, oh, great. That's <laughs> so much better than the maid costume. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know if Zach can see that, but d- does Zach see Savannah walking out? Uh, Savannah, you see Chapman's car pulling away. We'll say that. So, uh, Zach, you don't see Savannah quite yet. Okay. I've jumped off. Um, I'm next to where Chapman's car was. Just on the ground. Please don't step on me. I think uh, Savannah will just meander up slowly to where Chapman's car was, trying like not to be super obvious that she's like scanning the ground for a spider. As soon as I see her approaching, I'm going to try to run towards her and like time it so I can climb on her shoe. So she doesn't have a shoe on, but okay, yeah. her foot. Uh, yeah, you find her foot and Savannah, you feel it as he as you get close enough, yeah. he jumps on your foot uh, and you can make your escape. Yeah. Great. 
and as as you see this barefoot uh, windsurf hotel maid walking uh, awkwardly down the street, <laughs> walking down uh, the street, <laughs> walking into the sunset. <laughs> so fucking weird, man. 